Hi, it's episode 27, season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, two men that you don't want to be on a bus with if you're trying to find your way to Seven Sister Station, Nick Seal and Zach Kisnola. Hi, gents. Um, I should just, just explain, just for listeners. So, um, we, the last time we've had probably Zach, no, I'm, I've seen you since then, but we were at the Villa game last year, um, ah. the return of the Gilet to the lane. Oh. Um, lost that match 1-0. And then afterwards, late late in the evening, it must have been, I don't know, 9, 10, I don't know what time it was, we, we were on the bus going back to Seven Sister Station. But um, we didn't... Uh, well, we did. We, we just went past it. We went past it. Yeah, we ended up in I don't know Catford or somewhere. Might as well have been. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was just such detail, a good company. The details clearly wasn't our strong suit at that point. The drink was taken, though. To be fair. Yeah, the company was so good. I don't think we noticed the station just came and went, and and there was a bit of an incident, as I remember, with oh, a sort was, of yeah. random mad person outside Seven Sister Station, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere else, was someone trying to get on a bus, have a fight with someone on a bus, or yeah, yeah, which held us up for ages. So I think we 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 then got chatting about things, and then the station came and went. Came and went, and then we were like, "Where the fuck is it?" Anyway, um, <laughs> right. So um, it's just gone seven o'clock. No, it hasn't. It, it's ten to ten to seven. Um, Sunday, the twenty-first of Feb. Um, how's your week been, gents? Nick. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, mate. Yeah, um, mum's birthday, wife's birthday, so been quite busy with the family. But yeah, on the whole, not too bad. Cool. Not too bad. And of course, what's the go? Ruined today, but never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Zach, how's yeah. your week been? Um, yeah, reasonable, I think, um, apart from one major thing. Um, wasn't it your birthday, Nick, recently? No, mine was, mine's, uh, was 4th of January. 4th oh, of January. right. It's my boy's birthday on the 18th on Wednesday. He's right. ten, which is quite an awesome thing. But oh, yeah. um, and on, on the anniversary, really, birthday. of his tenth birthday, um, I um, went and had an operation. So there will be <laughs> in a sort of, you oh, know, no. yeah, symbolic kind of finishing off thing. Like there will no no more no little more little children coming well, from me. So um, yeah, which was really the low light of my uh, week. As um, I don't mind admitting, I'm quite bad at these things. And I managed to have a panic attack beforehand in the waiting room. I um, passed out twice on the operating table. <laughs> I was then singing. I was just trying to keep my mind off it. So I was either going through old Spurs teams loudly. And I think they don't know what they thought of me. And, and then singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot at the top of my voice to try and distract myself from what was going on below. But um, Yeah, yes. I, I, I must admit, um, I do feel your pain kind of thing but um, yeah do you know I had mine done this is a weird thing is that my ex-wife is a nurse and uh, she was sitting there talking to the bloke and they started chatting about people they knew 
whilst at the operation, and I was thinking, you know, this is the weirdest time. And she said, oh, do you know such and such? And he was going, yeah, yeah, I've worked with him. Have you worked with him? I'm thinking, can you talk about this another time, please? And just concentrate the, the job in hand, so to speak. It was a little bit surreal. But uh, I, you have my sympathies, Jack, Zach. Um, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. My ex was a nurse as well. And I remember us going to get some... In- I'm really bad of in- anything, hospitals, injections or whatever. I really... That's my... I, and I panic and everything like this. And we went to have these travel jabs. And um, so she sat there in, in, in this um, STA travel health clinic thing or whatever, uh, having all these injections done for wherever we're going around South America and things. And she's chatting away to this person about, you know, how... Oh, what is nice to be a nurse in this bit, and what do you do, and blah blah, and what the hours like, or whatever. And I'm like you, I'm thinking, hang on, what about me? I've just said to you, and you know, love, you know that I'm bad at this stuff. Mm. And uh, and we'd had a skinful the night before as well, and yeah. so I ended up um, projectile vomiting right across the. <laughs> I sort of said at one point, I stopped him. I said, look, have you got a sink? And they sort of <laughs> interrupted their conversation, you know, and I was like, sorry, what? Have you got a sink? You went, oh, um, I think we've got this one, and I didn't make it basically. And yeah. you know, and luckily it was a lino floor, but um, yes. So, so, where, um, so yeah. where did the little stormtroopers go? I just die out. <laughs> We're discussing this. I think they stay in barracks, you see. I think they basically are detailed, you know, home duty. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they no longer, you know, go on uh, on, on missions and um. You still got some undercover. You still got some undercover there. I mean, you know, you've got to be careful. They are. They can still, you know, be active. So you'll be careful for a while. But after that, they they die. They die. Yeah. Anybody... And one, do you know what the worst thing? The worst post thing is. I don't know if you remember this, but they want me to produce a sample. Oh, it, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I've yeah. put a hand this sample in while it's still warm, mm. and they're only open Monday to Thursday between nine and twelve. Ooh. So I don't quite know how in the school day I'm going to fit this in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reduce a sample and, and, and leg it down there. Um, yeah. I didn't bother. I must admit I didn't bother. No. No. So you I could didn't be still. You know, you might not be a Jaffa. Uh, I yeah. I think I am. I think it's been like 15 years now. I'm pretty certain it's, there's nothing down there. Yeah. So, five <laughs> minutes into the um, so podcast, oh, yeah, if, any, sorry, if anybody's, anyway, if anybody's, yeah. if any, if you anybody's get, you listening to this, the fighting cock, do you, old blokes talking about the sisters? No, you're the yeah, fighting cock. Yeah. If anybody's listening to this podcast for the first time, I can assure, assure you, it is a Tottenham po- podcast. Okay, yeah, don't be on. fooled by the title. The fact that it's called the Tottenham <laughs> Family doesn't mean that it's a family podcast. It means family in the in mm. the union sense of the word. Or stop any family here. Um, <laughs> Right, let's move on to football. So my week, um, it started. Tell us about well. your week, Dev. So I'll, I'll tell you about my week. Yeah. So last 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 Sunday, um, I went up to Manchester um, to watch um, watch us beat City two one, um, which which was fantastic. Um, I should also mention at this point. So Nicky did the podcast last week in my absence. Um, although it was as well. It was. It was very good. And although she's she's presented it twice before, this was the first time that she actually presented it um, with me not on standby so she presented it hosted it recorded um recorded it and just did it all 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 on her own so well done um for 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 doing that in my absence um really good podcast really good listen guys Um, i I heard it yesterday for the first time and apart from being a bit scared of carol now i thought it was brilliant it was it was really good um 
So, yeah, that was that was last week. Great, great atmosphere at the game. I was just really buzzing. Um, the um, crazy moment at the end of the game, um, we were celebrating, and all the Spurs players came. You, you would have seen the pictures on on, on yeah, yeah. On, online and whatnot. Pictures. The players came towards the fans, celebrating, throwing their shirts at us. Pochettino then came over, got a really loud cheer. Um, we were in the ground for quite a bit afterwards, and I stood up on the chair, on 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 the on the chair, on 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 the seat, which I've never really done before at foot at a at a football ground. Um, oh, and, I, and I thought that it was fairly straightforward, and I didn't realise that oh, no. you need to put your weight on the front. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 I fell over first, and but not, I didn't fall on my ass. I managed to, managed to get my leg stuck in the chair bit, the, the seat behind, and it was wedged. I couldn't pull it out. So then I got up, did, right. did the same thing again. This time I took a gentleman called Joss Eddington who was with me. I managed to pull him down in the process because I was <laughs> falling down. I was clinging onto him, and he's he didn't a big lad. Time did he? He didn't know. Um, but we managed to get the hang of it, and yeah, it, that was that was really good. So just <coughs> really buzzing coming back, back, coming back from the game, train back was just great. Um, Katrina Laws from the Tom Hotspur Sports Trust, she happened to be on the same carriage as us, and she was in good form singing songs, and yeah, it was it's really good. Um, I contrast that with six months ago, the last time I was in Manchester, which Nick, you were there with, with me on that occasion, yeah. and. Um, Good day, um, bad result. Good day, bad result. Yep, Joss was there with, with me that day as well. And and yeah, last week was was just amazing because great great day. But also the, we got the result. Now the next day on the Monday, as I'm just trying to recover from all of that, um, I get a phone call from, from from Tottenham from 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 the club, and they inform me that I've won a competition which I entered the week before, the week before last or something like that. Um, to meet, to watch the players train, and to meet them, and meet Pochettino, and I'm still in a state of shock. I can't believe that's happened. Um, that's probably the best thing of all of last week. But for that to happen the next day after the City result is just fucking unbelievable. Um, uh, just, right. I was completely delirious. Um, the funny thing was um, myself and. Friend of mine, a lady called Annette Smith, both entered the competition, um, and we sort of hoped that one of us might win, you know, but we ended up both winning, which is just mad. It's just out of this world. So that happened, and then to top it all off, on Friday, I get the Spurs newsletter on a Friday, um, and I must confess here, I seldom read it, hardly read it, normally delete it. Okay, but don't tell anyone. Um, okay. No it's right, no one listens. No one listens, yeah, it's fine. Um, it, I, I just... Well, they won't today anyway. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> they probably switched, up, switched off of talking for sex news. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I got the newsletter on Friday and I did a rare thing of opening the email, reading it through, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, and then lo and behold, I see a link um, mentioning the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast and the interview that myself and Bex did um, the previous week with the Spurs ladies. Um, our photo was in there, there was a mention, mention of the podcast, and that made me chuffed, really. Yeah, okay. just yeah. unbelievable. It's a good photo. Good photo, nice. yeah. 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 Um, so... Sit it two in the middle. <laughs> yeah, in the middle are quite nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy week, and 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 
in answer to a question that we had from Annette Smith, she said specifically to me, is this your best birth-rated month in living memory? Yes, it fucking well is. Um, yeah, it's been it's been just unbelievable. Certainly the last week, um, and then even before that, earlier this month, Watford game was really good. Nick, you 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 were at the Norwich game with me. That was a really good night. That was brilliant. Um, so it's been a really good month, apart from yeah. today, which we will, yeah. we will we will come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only think things can go better from here. So meeting the Spurs players next month, that's something to look forward to. We've got the North London derby, mm-hmm. and yeah, all good. Right. Um, we played. We played earlier in the week. We played Fiorentina in the Europa. Um, drew the first leg one all. Um, what did you boys think of that game? Um, I thought. I thought the first half. I thought we played very well. I think we, it was that, like a kind of that city game. We could have thought we were the home team. Kept the ball well, knocked it around, went ahead. Um, Quite pleased with that thing. Second half, I think Florentina come back into it, and I think body under the match. I think the draw was probably a fair result. And it's, it's a fair, it's a marked improvement from last year when we went there and terrible by all accounts and lost two 0 So gives us a fighting chance back at the lane, and I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm. Zach, um, yeah, I thought it was reasonable viewage. I mean, the first half we, you know, tried to impose ourselves on the on the on the other team and. Um, I thought we held the ball well, and I think it's a slightly different game in Europe, isn't it, where it's a game of less chances. You're not going to make as many chances as we do in a domestic league. It's less blood and thunder. So I think it's all a good for a young team. It's a good learning thing to do that, to go to Fiorentina, play away, and um, you know be a bit more cagey. And there was a lot of changes in that team as well, remember. So I think a lot of young players have done a bit of growing up there. So, uh, like I said, the second half they came into it, but you look at some of the names they had. You know, they had some proper, you know, good names, and we must have had half a dozen sort of first-choice players that were weren't starting. Yeah, I think as you as you said, um, Nick, it's, it's a measure of how we've come this season uh, and a marked improvement on on last. And c- coming away with a draw, that's gonna put I think put, put us in a good position. Um, on on Thursday uh, in, in the return, obviously that there's still a lot to be done, but I'd rather draw away from home and have a second leg at home than last season when we drew the first game and then we had to go there and get a result and, and we're under yeah. pressure. But um, there was uh, as a question from Sam Moore who said, "What's what is it about the Europa League that makes us perform so lethargically, especially away from home?" I was going to say similar to what I said a minute ago that it's a cagey sort of different game um, yeah. and if you think about it the late the latter stages you're probably playing teams you know in a what's not a spectacular premiership you're probably playing teams of a better standard um, than you would face most weeks in the premiership so mm. you're um, you know you're playing like a, an equivalent of a top four game um, in the later stages Fiorentina are certainly I think they're third in their league aren't they yep. yeah, yeah. so <laughs> they're a decent side you know that's a that's you know one of the three top leagues in in Europe, and they're they're third, so <clears throat> um, they're not mugs. I wouldn't say it was a you know, lethargic kind of game. I think I understand where Sam's coming from. It's like Gazandelek uh, away, and we've had a few sort of. It's like you say, it's a different 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 type of football, different mentality. It's like keeping the ball, looking after the ball better, and taking your chances. And a one-all draw away to Fiorentina is not a bad result by any stretch of the imagination. So. 
Um, so I suppose after the City game and the whole sort of three points there, it was probably it probably come across as a bit lethargic, a bit flat. But it's a good result for us. Yeah. Good result. I think it's a different ball game in Europe. I mean, you can we can try to play that pressing game in the Premier League, but in, in Europe you've got to have a bit more tactical now. About you've got to keep possession. Um, it's played at a different pace, and I think also we, as a club or as a team, we're, we're still finding our feet in in Europe. So I think some of it's to do with that. Um, I, mean, I remember years ago. Um, dare I say his name? Um, George Graham referred to no. European yeah. ties. I, mean, it, it, I don't know. Some some gooner cunt in a raincoat. Man, yeah. when when it, yeah, man in a raincoat. When we were affectionate towards him. Yeah, mm. Chris Hutton's assistant. Chris. So I think it was him or somebody once said it might it might have actually been someone else, I don't know. But that they they talked about European ties being like a um, a game of chess, you know, over two legs and it's a bit more cagey. So um, it might appear on the eye lethargic, but then you know when you contrast that if you've just beaten City away from home and played at a much higher tempo, it's it, it's it's going to look lethargic in relation, but I don't think it's um, it's just a different ball game. Um, talking of that match, so um, there was an incident with Deli Alley um, where he kicked out, and had a question from Bex Bex Braddock who said, um, "Should Poch sanction Alley for his disingenuous kick? If yes, how? What should that sanction be? And if not, why not?" Mm, yeah, um, I think a few people have talked about this before about Deli Ali's temperament, and I think I've probably stated a, a few times and spoke about it before that I don't really see it as a problem. Um, a bit hot headed, picking up a few cards, but that what he did at Fiorentina was was very very silly. He's very lucky to get by the yellow card. He could have been easily sent off for that. You know, and he's he's opposition. They're going to know he's got a bit of a short temper now, and they're going to go after him a bit more, and they're going to try and wind him up. It's how he deals with it, you know. He's, he's got to learn. I mean, but how, do you, how can you tell someone? So it's okay to call like a day saying, don't get involved, don't do nothing. But in the heat of a battle, it's a hard thing to sort of uh, to stop, really. I think he needs his, team, his sort of senior teammates around him to sort of you know, to keep him out of trouble as much as possible. But he's got to do it himself. He's got to learn. And, mm. you know, like he might have got away a bit. I mean, look at Beckham in the World Cup. Yeah, I'd all made a big thing about that, and he was right. He kicked out of Simeone and got sent off, and it's something you just learn you go out of. I, I would like to hope he does anyway. I was concerned by the awfully big word from Posh Becks there, and I wasn't quite sure what it meant. So mm. I asked an Irish fellow down the pub, and he said oh, he wasn't sure how to pronounce it. He said disingenuous. And I was thinking, what does that mean then? So we discussed it, and he said, well, dissing is obviously when you're, you know, yeah having a go at somebody and genius that you get away with it so um you know so uh, genius. yeah no brilliant no i think private uh privately probably you should actually say look you could cost us an important point however and there was a point in the game the palace game today where you know they were making a meal out of nothing um when kabai fell over when he was trying to you know waste time again and uh, and the, the, you know they were they were replaying it and replaying it and replaying it and it's just getting to a silly stage where you can't do anything, yeah. um, you know, and people are looking for something. But public pot should absolutely you know say no nothing doing or whatever. But in private he wants to have a quiet word and 
and say, you know, be careful, choose when and where you do it, and you yeah. know, um, I mean, you got to remember that Potch was one for. Uh, Oh, yeah, certainly have a few digs if, when, if necessary. He was a bit naughty, as he said himself. Yeah, a few waking tackles and stuff, didn't you? There, there are quite a few videos, um, if you search in the right places online. Oh, yeah? Um, uh, um, oh. No, not, 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 not those sort of videos. Um, about <laughs> Pochettino, um, <coughs> showing Pochettino in his, in his younger days. Um, and, uh, with a mullet, yeah. With a mullet and, and, and going in really high. Um, in fact, there's a website um, for, through a Facebook page called Pochettino Appreciation Society, um, and there's a whole load of videos uh, posted on there. It's a hard league that they they do. You know, there's a reason why Lamella does things quickly and gets rid of the ball quickly is because otherwise you get lumps kicked out of you. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, they they play a tough game in in, in Argentina. I think that the, the, the comparison with, with, with Beckham is a, a valid one, and I think I've, I've said it before, and I think that, that Ali does have a petulant side to him, but he's, he's, he's 19. Beckham back then was 22, 23. Um, when, well, 22 when Hoddle picked up on it a year before the World Cup, and then 23 when he lashed out Simeone. <laughs> Deli Ali's only, only 19. I mean, how, if you cast your mind back to when you were 19, chaps, um, I'm sure you did things which, um, you know, were were stupid stupid Idiotic. rash whatever you know not thought through right. um yeah, yeah. i think 39 um, i was still doing them but certainly at 19 <laughs> yeah, i was um, still doing them, yeah. i was uh making many mistakes and uh doing many daft things and i mean from a you know scientific point of view you the male frontal lobe which is your decision making sort of part of your brain isn't fully formed until you're in your early 20s so this is why young men make lots of rash decisions uh, and I think it's a bit harsh to sit there. If I was judged on every mistake I made as a 19-year-old, Jesus, I'd be, I don't know, I'd be like public enemy number one or something. I don't know. So many daft things I did. But um... So we've gone from vasectomies and where does your semen go to male frontal lobes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, lobes your brain. I think, look, he, he, you know, he's, he's, in, he's, in, he's, he's at the right club, right manager, right coach to have that word with him privately and, and I think he would have that conversation with him yeah. I think that's, that's not I mean, he publicly he's in the sort of defend his player Alex Ferguson do it all the time the players you know privately there'd be definitely words there it's like you need to sort of curb no, it's not even curbing it so much because you don't want to curb take away his, his, his natural game it's part of his Absolutely. game you know if you start changing the player we're going to lose the player but he's got to channel that aggression in into the game and not because you know being down at 10 men Florentino for example if he got to see him, referee sent him off, would have been not good for us. You can't have that. You can't have that. He's got to learn. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He's an intelligent lad. Yeah. I mean, I say he's got a good manager and a good teammate around him. Oh, that's yeah. been a big problem. But, um, yeah. I think, Nick, as well, everyone's got strengths and weaknesses. You know, you, you as you develop, you, people develop different things, different rates. You can't yeah. be brilliant at everything. You can't develop yeah. everything at the same time. Yet, athletically, Physically, you know, I remember him at the first City game pushing the Ayatouri off the ball and Toure just having this look of surprise thinking, who is this kid? You know, yeah. he just gave him a good shove and said, you know, that's my <laughs> ball, thank you. Um, and, um, and you know, obviously skillfully and in so many ways, he's a very, very developed young man. But you can't develop, you can't develop everything, you know, and everything will develop in time. Um, and... Um, Part of the learning process, part of being young, is is learning by your mistakes. Um, so if he learns by mistakes, great, you know. Um, 
and um, he just needs to um, work out when it's important to, you know, kick Giroud in the head, um, and when it's maybe you know, more you know maybe a, a time to leave it. <laughs> yeah. Are we um, are we all confident that uh, we're going to get a result then on Thursday? <sighs> There'll be a result, wouldn't there? But um, yeah. I think I think we've got. We've got enough there to, to, to win. Quick scoreline prediction. 2-1 Spurs. I'm, I'm going to go one all. Oh. It'd be nice to see um, yeah. Harry Kane back in the goals. He's gone a little bit. He's gone a bit off the boil. Lost. Yeah, he's okay. shooting blanks a little bit. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> we know that feeling, mate. <laughs> No, well, he did. He did score last week. Um, one all, Nick. You say so? What extra yeah. time and penalties? I'm afraid so. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I just got that. I kind of got that feeling about. I can see Tottenham scoring, going ahead, it looking well. Fu- it better fucking not, because otherwise it'll be a late night, and I'm going to be at work the next day. Um, well, if it goes into extra time, though, well, our our fitness. I mean, we'll just surely. Maybe, but then do you really want extra time with Swansea on Saturday, on Sunday even? No. no. Depends how many. Depends how many changes he makes as well, doesn't he? Remember, we have got. It's a real squad game now, isn't it? Well, I think that I think the fullbacks. I think um, will change those. Um, we made can, changes today, didn't we? We did fullbacks, but uh, he's going to start Kane again. I mean, it's a game that we need to win. Um, and your and your man Crush was not was um, not playing, wasn't he? Mr. Alderweireld. Hmm. Um, okay. he, he's he's not my man crush, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. Well, um, just be at one with it. Come on, accept no, your right. Look, no, Matt, no, I've got no man crushes. But if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I if I if I did have one, um, the only person that would would warrant that at this stage is Mr. Pochettino for all he's done. Um, right, moving swiftly on. Um, I'd go two one. I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll win that two one. Um, okay. Now let's bring it back to, to, to today and the thing that I don't really want to talk about, but we've got to. Um, so I was at the match. Um, I'll, I'll keep my bit really brief. Um, I had a really bad feeling beforehand. Um, I don't know why. I just had this really gut bad feeling, gut feeling. And when I got there, it wasn't helped by the fact that. So normally I'm in, I'm in the south lower, tend to be block thirty five. But my precious block 35 and South Lower had been taken over by Palace fans because oh, um, they had... Paid, 25%, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they, they got their full um, allocation. So effectively, they had taken over pretty much most of the South Upper and they'd taken over blocks 35, 34, 33, 32 of the South Lower. Well, and hillbillies everywhere, great. Yeah, right. yeah. So you had Spurs fans, I think, in the South lower 36 37 normally where the away fans are and then the rest were on the shelf side so i was on east lower i don't know 31 or something like that um that in itself was annoying and a bit disconcerting but also the thing that pissed me off was the last time i was there i watched us in in the same sort of seat i lost us i watched us lose to stoke and also Norwich City, going back a few years now when harry redknapp was manager i remember going there on 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 an easter monday being in the east lower and it just felt like that day, and there was just something about it. So I didn't have a good vibe. Um, I thought I thought we did okay. First half, we had a few chances, hit the post once, maybe twice. I can't remember. Um, 
second half again, early on in the second half, we applied a lot of pressure. Now, if we had taken those chances um, I, uh, and gone 2-0 ahead, which I think we, 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 we should have early on, then it would have been a completely different ball game. As it was, I thought they were pretty poor. And they were lucky. Rubber the green scored and that was it and and even the funny thing was Joss again Joss Eddington who was with me even when we were um, a goal behind in the second half they didn't look like a team that felt they were ahead they just looked really poor um, yeah. so I it's, it's frustrating one level but I don't know what we could have done different other than just it's, put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, do you know, this is the thing about being a Spurs fan. It's just like, it's like been, sometimes it's been like on the bucking Bronco. You're up and down, up and down, you know. They've got the Man City highs, the Fiorentina are not bad, and today's crushing, you know, playing well and losing. It's just, ugh. I mean, I know people have got their views about the FA Cup and three competitions thing, but to be fair, I would love the FA Cup. It's been way too long since we won it, and I'm pissed off and gutted we've got knocked out today. Really pissed off today. It. Um, it's just that you know, uh, I've seen the fucking scummy gooners win it again. I just I couldn't do that anymore. Just it's just you know, it's, it was it feels like our cup competition has been taken away from us. We've been winning 20, 26 years now. What twenty six years going oh, on? Yeah. Um, so it's not our competition, but it's just we've got such a love affair with this competition that I want it back again. And it's oh, just Palace, fucking Palace, you know. Oh. The only the only thing that I enjoyed today about the whole experience um, was there was a little bit of banter between the Spurs and Palace fans when um, they were singing something along the lines of um, you know, they, they were saying Adebayo was too good, too good for you and then just as they did that um, Adebayo I don't know lost the ball or it was a shit pass or something I can't remember what it was passage of play so we started singing that's why that's why he plays for you. They in turn said, um, mocked us for paying his wages, and then we in turn said, You can't afford him. And that was sort of amusing. Um, and also Adebayo, so his, re- his return to the lane, he got got the got the treatment that he deserved from Did our fans. Do? Yeah, of course, I booed him. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well called, called him a wanker, mercenary, yeah. cunt, whatever. Um, but he was really awful. That's that's the, 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 the funny thing about it was that, you know... It's it, like he's never left us. But he was worse than that. I mean, he, he, was, he didn't track back. He really looked disinterested. Um, he, he was just really poor, got caught offside a few times. He was just really, really shit to the point where... Um, I mean, Pardew, Pardew's a complete mug because... I don't know why he kept him on as long as he did on the pitch. And when eventually they subbed him long, and they should have done it um, long before that, but eventually when he was subbed and Balassi came on, it must be the first instance of a team going from playing with 10 men to going up to playing with 11 because he was non-existent. Um, and it was just, it was just amusing watching him and seeing how shit he was. And just, I'm just glad that he's not, not at our club anymore. He's probably not Did you see some of the time? Yeah. Sorry, Zach? Sorry, yeah. no, go on, go on, I said some of the time, what he reminded me of, I was watching him, and it reminded me of a puppy chasing a balloon. You know, the ball was bouncing around, and um, he was, you know, he seemed quite, you know, energetic and willing or whatever, but, you know, he he had, like, um, I don't know, just you know, less self-control than, you know, Oliver Reed in a, in a in the bar. brewery <laughs> or something, you know? It was just... It just he was just 
all over the place, you know. And I just said, that, you know, if it had been a balloon, I don't think he would have controlled it any better. But, um, yeah, it was good to say that I was, I, was, I was paranoid. I was paranoid he was going to score. And there was one, I think, instant where he could have been on, in, on the end of something. Um, and I was thinking, oh, for God's sake, I couldn't take your big beaming smile and all the rest of it if you do score. But um, I don't know. I was wondering if your feeling was your, your, your negative feeling that you have, your vibe, was just because uh-huh. your dream about me and Nick. Or yeah. uh, whether there oh, was a, a, a you know, about that. Yeah. yeah, a little bit concerned about that. But yeah, I, I thought I, we played okay. I thought we played okay, and I think in terms of the the chances, particularly first half, I mean, Ali hit both posts. He had that header saved on the goal line, and then um, Onama, who they kept mispronouncing, um, oh. then put the ball over, the rebound over, didn't they? And yeah. then you had Sun was, you know, re- Sun was brilliant first half. Yeah. He faded second half, and Kane had that fantastic shot. I mean, he had a few shots um, that were, you know, he rattled a few shots in. I mean, we certainly, if we'd have been 2 0 up after half an hour, I don't think it would have been an unfair reflection. Absolutely, um, no. I, I think we, we, we did everything right, but just except for school. Mm. Yeah, um, I thought there was, a, there was a touch of sloppy second half. Our passing was quite sloppy um, the, and the really the seemed goal. to have trouble dealing with the high balls. Didn't the, go- yeah. like the, the goal sl- relate to Rose to Walker or something? That was on the radio I heard that, so... There was a passage of play in the second half where, after early on um, having a lot of opportunities, we, we yeah, it was quite sloppy. Particularly, I, I don't want to single, single him out, but particularly Bentalab, I thought it was quite poor. Um, but, and that's not a re- reflection of him as a player because he's he's a he's a good player. But um, this season doesn't appear to be a season, and it, you know, it hasn't helped by the fact that he got injured early on in the season. I think the first day, and he's he's trying to find his way back into the team. Um, there was a few passes. I, I noticed we kept playing this ball out to sort of the left wing. This sort of um, which ball was which is a bit Hollywood, unless you're playing it really yeah. well. And Palace got wise to that, and they kept cutting it out. And then we kept doing it. And I think interestingly, um, although I'm a big Walker fan. One thing that Trippier gives you is that he does um, quite often. Carl Walker uses his pace to get past the, you know, he can roast the uh, the left back, and then he comes back inside onto his weaker yeah. foot. And he, at that point, you know, drive to the line and stick it across the goal line like that. There was one excellent one he put across the goal line, which Kane uh, just missed. He think he tried to back heel it, um, and somebody else on him at a far post didn't quite connect. Um, and just more of those balls because they might even just go off a defender. Um, but the sort of end of the second half, that you know, we we just sort of seem to lose shape and we seem to um, be trying to hit too difficult of balls. Um, either not hit play a ball early enough, or then play these sort of Hollywood balls, and it just yeah. made for miserable viewage, really. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting you, you should say that. The exact same thing was going through my mind. Too many Hollywood passes, and if you're gonna if you're going to play those sort of passes, you've got to have the players that are capable of pulling off Hollywood passes, um, such as Toby. And Toby wasn't on the pitch, so. Or, 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 or it struck me that with Dali Ali gone, um, they were very stationary. Um, there wasn't a lot of movement. Everybody, we, we became very easy. So they, the Palace were very good, very well organised. Um, but we didn't pull them about enough. We didn't move about enough. You know, the people, players were stationary, waiting for the ball. 
um, and after three or four passes someone would get a foot in and then they were off on the counter-attack um, and we just didn't seem to have that decisive cutting edge um, that you know someone like Ericsson normally provides that Sun was providing first half and that certainly Ali was almost on a, on a solo mission to score goals against Palace today he was absolutely awesome um, till he went off and he seemed to really tire mm. and then he went off and we played did he play a full 90 on Thursday who's that Ali like, no he did I think he yeah. did because I was talking about taking him off and I did, did yeah, play. I think he played ninety minutes. Yeah, and Sun, Sun certainly you know ran his shots off in the first half, so wasn't surprised that, that um, we took him off. Yeah. Um, Ericsson made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes, so I think I thought he was um, that game like that. You expect someone he's quite a senior player for us, quite a you know someone to dictate the play, and he just really didn't seem to take the game by the scruff of the neck like that I would like him to. Mm. Lamella wasn't even on the bench, no, I think he's... He's got an illness or something, hasn't he? Always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a shame to lose Dyer for midfield, in a way. Mm. It was, um, we definitely seem less solid without him him there. And I think he's yeah. possibly a better midfielder now than he is a centre-half. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. I agree, yeah. Um, just on... Before, before we sort of close this discussion, um, I mean, we're obviously all disappointed that, that we're out of the cup. And we had a question from John Steggles who asked, is the FA Cup worth winning? Now, that, that he submitted the question before before the game. Right. So it's, it's still very much valid. Um, you know, there's one school of thought. Actually, f- f- follow up to that also. Ali Hassan says, what do you think of the SAT the Europa and SAT the FA Cup brigade and where do you stand on the subject? So, you know, there is a school of thought which says, oh, well, we shouldn't bother with the FA Cup. The priority should be on the league. Um, where do you guys stand on, on, on all of that? For well, me, I mean, we're out of the cup. That's it. OK, it's disappointing. We're out of the cup. Now we'll just move on. We're still involved in two competitions. But... Given the choice, I would have preferred if we were fighting on all on all three fronts. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? I I, I agree yeah. with what Nick said earlier. You know, it's uh, it maybe depends a little bit on your on on the the age that you grew up. You know, your view age, exactly, yeah. as it were, yeah. that you grew up watching Spurs. If you were, you know, eighties, um, like when I used to go a lot and things like this, then you're sort of um, really expecting to do well, expecting to have a cup. The cup was our sort of thing, and. The fact that um, we've not got, as Nick said, not got near it really for so long um, is is a is a is is for you know your older school your older view is um sort of um, is is a a sort of an affront really Uh, and um, yeah so um, I I, I love the FA Cup it's it's bloody marvellous I had some great days out Wembley. Um, it is one of the finest competitions I grew up on it watching it on Saturday mornings I even went up to Selsen Park Hotel to get the I think it was Man United players signatures when when I was a kid um, when I stayed in Sunny Croydon or Selsen Park Hotel Um, and it just was it used to be a really magical thing and I hate the way it's become you know this sort of lesser competition when it is the greatest cup competition in the world you're right. You're what you're, that's, that's the thing. That's a good point actually you made there, Zach, about the age, of, you know, the certain age of people at the time they remember it. Because, like, you know, for me, it was growing up in the 80s, you know, players 
you know, wearing shorts that was the size of knickers and stuff, you know, and just like being watching Tottenham and just going on about how great they were in the cup and the FA Cup was the be all and end all. It's not so much now because obviously the Champions League's put into it and it's it's become devalued in that respect. But I don't know. It's just it's the competition I want or really want us to do well in, and I really want us to win. And I thought out of the, out of the three competitions we were in this season, I felt that was our best chance of the trophy this season. And I'm yeah. pissed off that we're out. But we're out, like you say. So okay, we've got a bit more resting time now, and is that good for our assault in the league? I don't know. Who knows? Let's hope so. Eh? Um, okay, so yeah, we all think it's worth winning. Um, on the Europa, so I, I was chatting to some random bloke, Spurs fan on Twitter on on Thursday, and he was criticising Pochettino for 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 not for, you know for for playing Ericsson or whoever it was on on Thursday, and and and, t- and his argument was we should we should forget about the Europa. Uh, we don't have the squad. We can't cope playing Thursday, Sunday, and we should concentrate on the on the league. Now, he's entitled to his opinion. Um, that's fine. Um, well, I think I think he's a bell end, but that's that's another point altogether. You're um, entitled to yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's called and, a bell end. So. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I think. Look, you know, at the moment we've got, you know, well, we were in three competitions. We. we we are doing well, and and I think when players, and I, by the way, I do think we, we've also got the, got the squad. Although you know, we maybe don't have a natural cover for for Kane, but otherwise we've got a strong squad. And I think when when play when players are doing well, um, they want to play in every game. They want to play in every competition. Um, so in a way, going out of the FA Cup is a bit disappointing. But you know, we're still fight, fighting on on two fronts. It's when you're doing poorly that that. You start to feel players start to feel tired, and and the games catch up with you. But when you're on a crest of a wave, as we are, um, I think players just want to play in all, all, all competitions. I'm, I'm I'm glad that we're competing in, in the Europa, just as we are in the league. That's my my take on it. No, I agree, Kev. I just think that, that it kind of makes the Fiorentina game for me a bit more more important. Uh, not that it wasn't any less important, but if we lost against Palace and then we go out against Fiorentina, that that back to back defeat. Then it's the whole cycle of like, you know, you've lost a couple of games, and then then yeah. start feeling the leg. If we can get a good result against Fiorentina and we're into the next round, I think that'll be a psychological good thing for Tottenham. I just obviously winning is good thing anyway, but back to back defeats. Don't want that. We really don't want that. So um, it's a massive game for Thursday. Absolutely. Look at the experience as well they're getting, you know. Um, I think I, I, I don't buy this get out of the Europa thing, you know. Um, look at the players that came through last year. Harry Kane came through the Europa last year. Um, we've got this, some fantastic prospects that, you know, dare you risk in the league or whatever, particularly the early rounds of Europa, have been brilliant for testing out players. Onoma is another one that's come through this year, um, going playing on the early rounds of Europa and these other competitions. And if you've only got the FA Cup, which you really don't have, play a weak side unless you're playing someone like Chelmsford no disrespect um, but you know the Europa has been vital it's vital for our development of our squad and I think we have got a really good squad and unless you put it to a test I don't think you're going to know what these mm. players are capable of and I almost I almost worry I'm maybe a bit advanced myself but I think we're almost certainly going to qualify for Champions League next year mm. and have we can we afford to play a weekend squad or these reserve players are they going to be good enough our squad to play in the Champions League as a sort of reverse reserve team when we're playing the best in Europe 
Well, the flip side of that is interesting. We should mention the Champions League, which is all these people who are saying, "Oh, you know, we should some but somebody early in the season um, said that we should get out of the Mickey, that Mickey Mouse competition." They're referring to the Europa. This, this chap I was talking to on Twitter, and it okay, I, I singled singled him out and called him a bell end. But you know, there are lots of people, unfortunately lots of our fans that, that hold that opinion and he, he was just expressing an opinion that's just held by some of our fans um, take that mindset that we shouldn't bother with the Europa okay so if if you be, if you actually believe in that then are those same fans going to take have the same attitude next year when we are in the Champions League which let's face it we're, at the moment we're, we're well positioned to be you know are they going to have that same attitude or are they going to because if we can't if we can't do it in the Europa, if we can't handle playing Thursday Sunday, exactly. yeah. then fuck it, we're not going to do it in the Champions League on a Wednesday yeah. Saturday or a Tuesday Sunday or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something here. We have got 25 players in the squad generally. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's two teams and a bit extra. What's the problem? I'm never on the same list. This is it's not back back in the day when you used to play the same 11 players or maybe took 12 or 13 players and you just run them to the ground. We've got 25 players to play. We rotate the squad as needed. I don't see this as a problem. The players are getting competitive football. What's not, yeah. what's not good about it? Jesus, yeah. I mean, some people, what do they want to do? Not play them. I'll keep them fresh for what? It's a great point. I mean, how, you, how are you going to keep the big squad happy? How are you yeah, going to keep the big squad happy and match fit unless they're playing? And and how are you going to make that progression from playing in the Champions League if you if you can't hack it at the at the Europa level? Look, I think in the past we have had issues playing Sunday Thursday. I think that's improved over time. But it's only improved because we've been involved in the Europa and we've 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 eventually got the hang of it. Um, and that's that that same playing midweek and then again at the weekend is going to happen when we're, when we're in the Champions League. The difference yeah. is it will be it'll, it'll be against even tougher opposition. Um, so um, I I like the fact that we're involved in the Europa. I like the fact that we're taking it seriously and. Long may that continue. We've certainly got a manager yeah. that, that that wants wants us to be successful, and he takes competition seriously, and, and, and as he should. He's a fuck about it. That's the main thing. He really cares about it. He wants yeah. to be willing. It, and so do I. As well, Jav, we're a different beast now. We're a different beast when we used to have a first yeah. eleven, and when one of those first eleven was out, you went, "Oh God, who's that?" No, you know, sorry, but Carl Norton. You were like, "Oh God, Carl Norton playing on the wrong side," or. Whoever else it was, coming had a lesser player coming in. Whereas yeah. now we're like a machine that's almost has interchangeable parts. And yeah. you know, you take you Walker out, you put Trippier in. There's very few parts of that machine that you you weaken. Um, we have all these replaceable parts, yeah. and and we've developed this. And this is very much the Pochettino kind of what he's brought to us. Um, and I think he needs the Europa or a kind of other competition because I think in the next couple of years what he's going to continue to do we've got some very promising prospects and he's going to continue to push them through um, onto fringe I don't think we're going to be buying a lot of players even for the Champions League I think we're going to keep pushing um, the players on whether it's Pritchard or whether it's um, Harry Winks or whoever it is all those um, names that are bubbling under I think he's going to push them all through and give them a chance and if they can't make it they go and then we buy in maybe but yeah, I think that job, though, yeah. that's brilliant yeah I agree you're right good okay um, we've, we've... Someone, some, someone has to play devil's advocate here doesn't he we're all in agreement this is well, like three blokes chatting on a bus right. getting lost let, let me <laughs> let me put another another thing um another point across here which is this let's say 
let's say that um, that guy's got a point, or people like him, right? Right. The fact of the matter is, Pochettino, um, if Pochettino thinks that that the Europa League should be taken seriously, then I will tr- I will back Pochettino's judgment. That you know that there are there are times when he he might make a decision, and I might raise an eyebrow and say, you know, why did he take off that player, or why did he bring on that player? Nine times out of ten, it's because he knows what he's doing. Um, so frankly, I I couldn't give a toss what any other fan out there is saying. Yeah, you know, we, we've got a we've got, actually got a, a coach manager that. Um, is getting it right and I trust his judgement and even if I don't agree with and most things I do agree with but even if there are facets or, or, or things along the way decisions which, which he makes which I, I might raise a few eyebrows he's the right man and uh, fuck everybody else um, that's it I, that I, trust, I trust you're much. saying in Poch we trust, we trust in yeah. Poch we trust yeah it was a long windy way so, to get there but we got there eventually and that's what well we yeah, yeah well, I, can't really, I can't really do Twitter in 140 characters um, <laughs> right but you know okay. what I mean that's the point is what we, we, we make our decisions based on some highlights that we've seen as we said before from a particular perspective on the stadium or on the television or um, on a laptop or something like this whereas Poch has like the 360 degree 3D you know 4K HD view of the whole week of the training sessions of how well they've been playing of who's been slightly under the weather yeah. who's yeah, been, he, he, who's he, been he, sharp and, he, and he, I think every time his decision making is better than mine <laughs> he, can, he can see the bigger, I'll that. Yeah. he can see the bigger picture as opposed to, to some spotty nosed wanker on Twitter who um, thinks he knows what he's talking <laughs> well, about. I'd back right. my opinion, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd back my opinion over bloody, um, you know, Timmy, Timmy Tank tank Top or, um, or, 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 or Harry and his, you know, substitution making, but um, but, but Poch, you know, different class. Yeah, okay, so we've got we've got a few more questions to, 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 um, to get through. Um, before we do, do those, here's Bex with this week's update on the Spurs ladies. Hi, it's Bex with an update on what the Spurs ladies have been up to this week. I say week, it's been pretty much today's game. So today they play Camden Town FC at Chesson in the Capital Women's Cup semi-final, which they won 2-1. Scorers were skipper for the day, Wendy Martins and Rihanna Subidu. Wendy, after the game, said she was happy, obviously, with the result. Um, Another final is always a welcome event, but she's not... Or she wasn't very happy with the uh, way the game was played. The girls could do so much better, so she was a little bit cross from that point of view. Uh, they play because the other semi-final was also played today, rather than having to wait a couple of days to find out our opponents. That again is Charlton, who beat QPR 5-0. We don't, I don't currently know when the final is, or more importantly, even where it is. So um, I can't give it any update on that. And even the website itself is giving it as a to be arranged so in case anybody missed it that's the ladies through to two cup finals both against charlton for this rest of this season their next game is next sunday the 28th of february in the fa cup and that's against aston villa ladies that is as usual at chesson fc and that's a two o'clock kickoff okay there's nothing else from me i'll let you know when the women's uh the capital women's cup final is uh, date for your diary still is Thursday the 14th of April which is the Ryman Cup final against Charlton Athletic at Chessant um, and that's a 7.30, 7.45 kickoff. 
If anybody wants to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Bunches Bakes or through the uh, Facebook Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast page. Thanks. Bye bye. Welcome back. Thank you, Bex, as ever. Um, just before, just before we do questions, um, just a few announcements. Um, just the to say that obviously, if you want to contact the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast, we've got the sort of what's my family podcast facebook page um we're also on also on twitter um at thf podcast is the twitter handle and we've also now got um an email address so you can email us at spurs at the tottenham hotspur family podcast.com right um let's finish off with some questions um on twitter we've got one from at 80 underscore Spurs at all Somar, he says, what do you realistically think will achieve this season and what would be the minimum you'd be happy with? Uh, I'm happy already. It's the best football I've seen in years. I mean, um, we had the Harry stuff, which was wonderful, um, but this feels different. Um, that was fantastic attacking football. This seems more in- but vulnerable, whereas, ironically, after we lost today, this feels more in control. Um, feels like we're bossing every game. Um, and I don't think I'm moving a goalpost now. I would I have taken this at start of season? Yes. Um, and to me, um, we were fourth is great. Um, and in pinball terms, one for the kids there. Uh, in pinball terms, we're playing a free ball. We're in bonus territory. So anything we achieve above fourth is good. Um, it's if we fade away now, it's still a good season. And by the way, a tour Tomar, the articles he's writing at the moment, he's like a one-man writing machine. It's brilliant. Yeah. Good, good articles. Thanks yeah. at all. Nick? Um, I, I think minimum, I think uh, I would take his third. Really, I think any lower than third, I'd be disappointed where we are now. Um, but like, like Zach said, it's the team. We're playing well as a team. It's going well. Uh, it's some good football. It's good. It's just... I don't want it to sort of peter out and fade out. That's, that's my only concern, my only worry, is that we run out of steam. I hope that doesn't happen. Fingers crossed. Um, I'd probably go along with thirds. I think that's the minimum, but realistically, I think we, we can win the league. That's it. Um, which, which brings us on nicely to the next question. Carol Hayward um, asks, can we win the fecking league? It will probably mean not losing for the rest of the season. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I think that... that well, so there's, 12, there's 12 matches left. Um, I think that that the teams that are competing, by the way, for the title, they will lose one more game. And I think so will we. Um, anyway, she says, Massive ask, are our balls big enough? <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> Given the week I've had, I'm I think not Zach's sure, balls but... are huge. They're massive. The team's <laughs> balls. Yeah, we've got big balls. Gran we cojones. Can we can fucking win the league. Yeah, why not? I think, you know what, Nick, you're right. Yeah, je- jazz we can. If or can we say jazz we can? I don't know how jazz? to how to spin that to to be a javid. Jav we can, but it's worth a go. And like I always say to to kids at school, don't aim for a C grade. You know, aim for an A grade. Aim for the top grade you can get. And if you fall a little bit short, you're going to be well pleased with the result. But don't yeah. aim for, don't aim for the bottom. Don't aim for the you know just a scrape or whatever. Um, and if we do win the league, I'm a little bit worried about a celebratory drink with Carol because I think we'd all better better watch our drinks. 
<laughs> we'll get lost on the way to Seven Sisters again. Um, <laughs> we'll get an Uber I'm just worried about us slipping something in drinks, apparently. Oh, because of her, her references to Rehypnol. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> look, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you. We love her, really. She's not like that at all. <laughs> I think we can do it, but I think that we're well positioned to do it, along with um, Woolwich... Language. Le- Leicester, but I think Leicester will drop off some. I really do think they're, they're going to they're going to fall in the last five or six games. I don't think City are going to are going to going to be. I've actually been between us and Woolwich, um, and I think that we will slip up somewhere. You know, I think we'll drop points. I think we'll we'll lose a match somewhere along the line, which is fine. And I, I think so will Woolwich, and I think that there will be some twists and turns, but it's going to go right to the wire. And that goal difference could really come in handy come the end of the season. It's worth a point. Um, At the moment, yeah. Yeah. No one's near, are they? We're no. That's seven goals clear, I think. Eight goals clear. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Aaron Wolf asks, Danny Rose, Eric Lamella, or Moussa Dembele, or, or maybe somebody else, who is the most improved under Pochettino? What you got, Nick? Ooh, I... Ooh. I would say out of them three, I would say Danny Rose because um, Dembele, it was it was always a player there waiting to come out, and he's come out with Danny Rose. It was, I think, a lot of people were surprised how well he's played because he was a boo boy. Fans have got on his back, um, and people didn't really think he could do it. So he is massively turned him around to become a very yeah accomplished defender. I wouldn't go say excellent, but he's he's. He's improved dramatically, dramatically. So I'd say Danny Rose for me. He's shown great character, isn't he? That's what I like about him. I mean, Eric mm. Ramella's improved. I don't think he's... I don't necessarily go along with it. He's improved or whatever. I think he's always been there. I think he's now on the same wavelength as other people. Yeah. Um, and I remember... I've always thought he was a player there. Um, and um, and Dembele was a great player before we signed him. So apart from that, well, my choice is actually slightly different, um, a little bit left field. Um, I go for the most improved under Pochettino is Eric Dyer, because he's moved into a totally different position, and he's made him changed him really from a, a slightly. Um, we're worried about him playing next to Vertonghen up at Man United centre back to. Um, oh God! Why is Dyer Dyer not playing in midfield? We look weaker. Mm. He's become so vital. That's true. Good shout. Um, I would go for Dembele, but he's not the most improved. So that doesn't really answer the question. I, I think what what Pochettino has done has got the best out of him, and the the, the talent was always there. Um, <laughs> and and, yeah. and now and now we're seeing it. So. Danny Rose, I suppose Danny Rose, you're going to answer the question literally, I suppose Danny Rose is the most improved player, but I still think there's a, he's not the finished article. I still think there are bits in this game which yeah. which, which he yeah. needs to work work yeah, on. Um, Eric Dyer thought was always talented. I thought that what Pochettino has done with him and play, getting him playing in that um, in that role in front of the bat four in midfield um, has, has been... Um, a shrewd move, and it's, and it's an example of his coaching. Um, maybe Harry Kane, possibly. Mm. No, let's not forget Kane was he was a player a few years ago, 
Um, he would come on and he would look not out of sorts, but he, he didn't look like the player that that that, that we saw last season and and this. You mean when no, Timmy uh, discovered him? Right. Well, yeah. When when, when yeah. Timmy and and even before that he played. I remember he, he, I recall he played a few games under AVB. Um, I think look, Pochettino is a really good coach as well as being a good man manager. He, he's a good good coach. So he's 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 players which are receptive and want to learn. He's he's managed to get to them and get their best um, get the best out of them. So yeah, it's well. a difficult one. I'd, for me, yeah, I'd, I'd go for Dembele, but um, that's only because I, I I always knew what he was capable of, but he just always frustrated me and this season he's um, I've just been really impressed with him um, you wasn't so, a Dembele fan was you I, mean, you, I, mean, I wasn't no you know, I, but, but, I think but, he's doing a bit rat shit at some point but no, he's, he's definitely again but he's, he's the player was there it was just I don't think a lot of Spurs fans saw it myself in terms mm. of I thought he was a bit you know he's improved dramatically so yeah Dembele is a good one Okay, right. Uh, final three questions. Mark Stoll asks if you could choose any player to score the winning goal in any of the competitions we're up for this season, who would you choose? So I guess a potential Europa League final or maybe the last day of the season at Newcastle. Um, player that I'm going to choose. Well, the obvious thing is I, I, I don't care as long as we win whatever it is. We're you know whether it's a league title or, or the Europa. But the player I'd quite like to score the winning goal um, and it's a bit of an odd one you might not expect me to say this is Ben Davis um, and the reason for that is um, I think he's done well I think his first season you know he's finding his feet I think he's, he's doing really well this season um, he's not scored for us yet has he apart from an own goal I believe against yeah. Colchester so yeah. it would be nice he, he's gone close a few times so it would be nice <laughs> if he opens his, his account with, with that winning goal so Davis for me I'd, I'd go for Ryan Mason actually. I just I think it'd be really nice for Ryan Mason to score a winning goal and bring the trophy to the club. Doesn't get the adulation of Kane, obviously. There's a good reason for that, but still local by my good. I think that'd be good. Yeah, good shout. I was going to say, um, as a sort of someone who's had a cruciate operation myself and sort of um, knows quite how much it involves in that, I'd love to see um, Jan come back from injury um, and score the winner. Um, and you know that that winning goal in the league um, will, will be replayed forever. And so every time they play match a day, every time they think you'd see that Jan scoring in a super Jan um, celebration, and that would just be synonymous with this season forever. Um, I'd like to see Lamella win the uh, Europa with a Rabona. Um, and um, but I don't know. Also, I mean, you know, the other, my other choice, obviously, Harry would be. You know, a good one. Um, I thought if we were going to win the FA Cup, um, you know, Harry would be a good one that could have won. That would have been a great one to have that. But my other thing for the league was possibly an Andros Townsend on goal. Oh, oh, yeah, and yeah. then get completely mobbed by all his Spurs mates because he, obviously he's a mate with all of them, isn't he? So he'd score the own goal and then they would just celebrate with him because he's their mate. Then Newcastle down. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That would be utopia. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I mean, you okay. see them all celebrate a goal when they play for England. Yeah. You know, they're all mates, aren't mm. they? So uh, that would be wonderful. Okay, penultimate question. Paul Ethel asks, last home game of the season next year will be our last in the old stadium. So realistically, what would you walk off with as a memento? Um, 
I think there's someone that said this there was chicken and bought your pies because I've had so many of them over the years. I feel like they should come back with me. <laughs> so um, that's it, really. Just the chicken and bought sign, please. Zach? Um, I think I remember chatting about this question on um, Facebook or something. But yeah. to me, the thing about the um, the memento is I, I said I don't want a piece of grass or a bit of plastic or a, a, you know, a bit of concrete and I can be some weird bloke that points to people out and say, see that bit of grass there? I say I'll send a circle of where I'll, you know, or something like that. To me, the main thing about the stadium, the thing that I remember, my memento, is the atmosphere. The fantastic atmosphere that's been over over the years, you know. Um, and so, I would kind of really want um, like a really nice photograph, particularly before they put the um, all the bloody executive boxes in and tore down my shelf. Um, you know, a nice photograph of the stadium just rocking on match day with that atmosphere that is so special at White Hart Lane, which I hope we can get in the new stadium. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to be, be a bit boring like you and, and say the same thing. I think I think that White Hart Lane is you know it's, it's a fantastic stadium, but it's fantastic because of because of you know the the memories and the atmosphere and the moments over the years. I don't think there's anything that I can think of, you know, like a material object that I'd... It's moments, isn't it? Like celebrating yeah. a goal on the... Sh- I mean, Nick will probably tell you, celebrating a, a goal on the old shelf. You know, when we scored, particularly mm. just after half-time, you know, brought a couple of pints down for your mates. You know, the pints would go everywhere and everyone would go mental and you'd end up 100 yards or so, 50 yards down the bottom of the, the terrace... Um, and you, t- you know, when you'd finished, almost when you'd come to from that euphoria, you'd look out, look back up, and you'd point to your mates where they, wherever they were, you know, twenty yards you. away, and, and <laughs> roar out with laughter. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was just the do, the, yeah. that just absolute. I lost my shoe against uh, Tottenham Arsenal and Gary Stevens scored. <laughs> I got crushed, pushed in the front, and I come out and I had one shoe on. Some bloke, like five rows back, said, "Who's lost a shoe?" And it was like mine. But that was my first experience of being on the shelf. But you'll never get that it. again, will you? No, you won't. That. you won't. And it was a complete. It was as, as a teenager. It was a complete insanity of it that everybody just goes absolutely mental. Absolutely sorry, bad choice of work. Mental. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely, you know, ecstatic. Yeah. And you almost come to, and where am I? Oh, I'm about you know halfway down the stand from when I started. Brilliant. <laughs> and then you sort of make your way up to your mates or whatever, and. Um, you know, there wasn't replays or anything to watch. We were too busy going, going crazy. I hope we get a new. I hope we have a nice big stand like that. I hope we can do this. I mean, we won't have the, the amount of shelf, travel down, down, yeah, down the shelf, whatever. But I hope we get a nice big stand like that, a, a, a safe stand. Yeah, that'd be. Well, it's gonna be what a, a cop-like stand in the, in the new stadium. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> that, look, White Hart Lane is it's, it's got you know it evokes so many good memories, but that's that's it it's, it's memories it's moments it's difficult to to take something away that you can um yeah i long as i had to want some grass it's just it would be a bit of grass, grass a seat i don't yeah, yeah it's plastic seat yeah great people have told me that about where they've got new stadiums and have sort of you know said about how they've got this and the other i thought they showed me and i thought i don't you know i don't care it's like people say got bits of the berlin wall or bits of the bloody, you know, Holy Cross or whatever, you know, how do you know it is? Uh, <laughs> and what yeah. does it matter? Okay, um, final question. 
That's one from you, Nick. Um, and I, I, I was a bit reluctant about getting this in, in, in into the pod, but but I said I would. I, I said I would, and apparently it's football related. Although I'm not very sure tenuous. what it is. Yeah, yeah, very tenuous. Just on point D, right? As Valentine's Day is a distant memory, and I guess it's a sort of follow up from a question that was asked last week. But you could go on a date with one of these four ladies. Who would you choose? And the choice is A. Casey Hopkins. B Jordan, C Margaret Thatcher, and D any female relation of John Terry. You first, Javid, are you? Well, yeah, I was going to come. I was going. I was going to come to Nick first because um, no. obviously, obviously, you're dying to tell us. Um, None of them. The questions it's come from you, and you such a ridiculous question. I can't believe you actually read it out, Jab. What's the matter with you? How is that football related in any shape, way, or form? No. If you're going to let idiots like me and Nick on a podcast anyway, you're going to get stupid questions. I fear he's editing that one out. No. Zach? Um, I went for um, C because when I was at junior school, we used to have milk be delivered, right? And we used to put your Nesquik in you, a little half pint of milk every day. It was like a little ritual. I used to love it. And then one day it stopped and I asked why. I asked my teacher why. Why can't we have milk? Because we're not having it. And I just badgered my teacher in the end. She said, oh, because of Margaret Thatcher. Like, Why does she want my milk? And I, was, I went oh, home no. most perplexed that this woman called, who I didn't know, was stealing my milk and not giving me milk. So what I would do is I would um, take her and I would put a dog collar on her and a lead and I would treat her like an Arsenal fan on a string. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Coming back to Nick. <laughs> One. Yeah. Nick. Yes. Um, you, you haven't answered the question. A, B, C, or D. <laughs> um. Oh Jesus. Um. I haven't. No, no. I don't a, think he would. A, I don't think. He, I don't think. Jesus, I don't think Jesus was an option. Fucking vile woman. Um. Casey yeah. Hopkins. Casey Hopkins because she's vile. Okay. Well, I will. Um. Following on from. Last week, I can't remember who it was, whether it was Nikki or, or Mary. Um, one of them said, "I'll join the nunnery." Um, I would, I'd become a priest. That's what I do. Yeah. Cop out. No, nope. become a priest, and and that's fine. That's not A, B, C, or D, though, is it? Uh, that's how I choose to answer it. Vow celibacy, and and as we've established with John Paul II this week, you can still have friends. <clears throat> Cough, allegedly. Um, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Mm, okay. It's a terrible question. I can't believe you read it. I blame the person who submitted it. Right. Fuck okay, on that note, um, thank you, gents. Thank you very much. Um, future's bright. Future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham.
for that green oh, We've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out all the hurt